0: Thank you for checking out the Real Life Columbus podcast. Real Life Columbus is a student ministry of North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia. We exist to help students know that Christ has reached down to us with love, provide a place students can be engaged in community, and help them advance in their faith so they can lead others to Christ. For more information or to connect with us, please visit our website, www.realifecolumbus.com, or check us out on social media at Real Life Columbus. Who's ready for God's word tonight? Come on, real life, who's ready for God's word tonight? Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're in the right place. Look at the neighbor behind you and say, you belong here. Awesome. Awesome. Love you guys so much. All right, let's, let's honor God's word tonight. Let me have your undivided attention because tonight I believe with all of my heart that, that what God wants to speak to you tonight is a key to unlocking your freedom. It's a, it's a key from God's word to not just forgive you of your past but set you free from your past. It's a it's a key, a principle in God's holy word that can keep you on track instead of trying and failing, trying and failing, trying and failing over and over and over. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want that life anymore. I want to walk in freedom. Amen? Amen. Are you ready? Let's give God our full attention for the next few minutes. I love you guys. My name is Pastor Jonathan Chriswell. For th- all of our first-time guests, there's a lot of you in this room tonight. I just want to say thank you for coming and worshiping with us. We like to have fun at Real Life. We think being in the presence of God should be like a party because it's going to be a party when we get to heaven. And so we're so glad that you're with us tonight. If, if you've never met me, if I didn't get the chance to introduce myself to you tonight, I am so sorry. I would love to get to know you So please see me before you leave tonight, but we're going to reach out to you if you filled out one of those cards because we care about you and we believe with all of our hearts that you belong here. And so I want to welcome you in the name of Jesus. We love you. To all my family, I love you so much. I pray for you so often. I pray for you like you are my children. And you want to know the prayer I pray for my son and my daughter as I, as I put them on the school bus every morning. It's so hard. So hard. My five-year-old daughter is the most beautiful thing on the planet, and it is so hard to put her on that school bus. I'm like, girl, you better sit with your older brother because <laughs> y'all know what happens on school buses. It's not good. And so every morning I pray this prayer, and I'm about to pray it over you. So if you would, just bow your hearts and your heads. Father, I thank you for these amazing young people. God, I pray that you would shield them from all unrighteousness. God, I pray that each and every individual that is in this room, I pray that you would make them influencers. And God, help them to not be easily influenced. God, may your presence always be with them. May they have a sensitivity in their hearts for the conviction of your Holy Spirit. And God, I thank you that they are going to serve you from this day forward for the rest of their life. And they are going to be incredible men and women who do incredible things for your kingdom. God bless your word tonight. And may they hear the key that you want them to hear in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen. I want to recognize, I don't know if our, our special guests are in the room right now, but we do have Um, representatives from Point University with us and we are so grateful that they are partnering with us to start Columbus Leadership College and uh, it starts now. Orientation was tonight and so we've got an incredible group of young people that are going to be used by God to transform this church and the kingdom for his glory. But let's get to his word, all right? Uh, That was a long intro. Love you guys. Real life, I, I just want to open things up tonight by saying I used to be a baller. Okay, let's just be real. I'm, I'm straight. Ball is life, right? I used to hoop all the time, okay? I, I used to have handles that would break ankles, okay? I'm telling you the truth. I, I was like three, four hours at least a day on the court breaking ankles, Sign in I was, you know, the salute three, three ball. It was awesome. I could shoot the daylights out of it. I could make shots I didn't deserve to make. And now just, just so you know, I can still shoot. Don't get me wrong. I've slowed down a little bit in my young age, but I used to be a baller. And, and I realized something interesting near the end of my high school basketball career See, I would play basketball and I would hoop with different people all the time. I would play organized ball at school, which was cool. It was a totally different game. But I learned how to play on the street in in my hood. (laughs) It was my neighborhood, but still. And there there were guys that that literally taught me how to play on the street, and it, it elevated my game in the organized basketball. And I realized something later on in my high school career. I realized that I would play with people that were better than me. And then I'd also play with scrubs, right? Y'all know athletes in the room. You know there's people who know what they're doing, and then there's people who don't, right? Athletic people, can I get an amen? And so I would play with both because sometimes it was fun to run the court with somebody who couldn't come close to your talent or ability. And then other times, it was fun to play with people who were way better than you because you would learn something and you would grow to a higher level. But one thing, this is the thing that I realized that I want you to hear tonight. I realized that I would play at the level of my competition, Have y'all ever experienced this as athletes? Many times I would play to the level of my competition. It was so frustrating because I could not seem to break that principle no matter how hard I tried. I I would be playing and I'd know I was so much better than the group of guys that I'd be playing with, but because they were terrible, I would be missing shots that I should be making. Or I'd be throwing the ball, turning the ball over when I should be scoring or, or getting the assist. I would get so frustrated because I would play down to their level if, if they were terrible. But the, on the flip side, it was so awesome because I, one time I had this opportunity to actually try out for a college basketball team. And the coach gave me a position on the team. God, God did that because I wasn't worthy of that position. But whenever I would go in scrimmage with that college level basketball team, man, I would raise up to the occasion. And it was awesome. It felt good. But what I want you to to realize from this is we become like the people we surround ourselves with. We become like the people we surround ourselves with. I was thinking about this truth and how it applies to this past year with Jubilee and I becoming a part of this real-life family. Another way to say it is, uh, is... we get excited about the things the people that surround us get excited about, right? We get pumped, we get turned, we get lit about all the things that our best, closest friends and companions get excited about. I was thinking about the trip to Louisville, Kentucky last night. And uh, I got the chance to spend that whole week. My roommates were Daniel Rodriguez, MJ, and Aiden. We were room- roommates, and hey, y'all in the house, roommates for life, bro. Love you, MJ, Daniel. Aiden, where you at? Love you, too. It was awesome. But I, Aiden's in middle school, thanks. I was thinking about it, and, and that week, a week full of Daniel Rodriguez, guys. I'm just saying, y'all, the boy, I'm, I'm just going to say, Daniel has enough swag for all of us, OK? And I and I can just imagine we were getting ready for service and stuff and he'd be putting his gold chain on and making sure he had the right watch and making sure he had the right shoes on and and sometimes he'd be walking like in the convention center and he's like, you know, he's got that swag walk, right? Y'all have seen Daniel do this. He's like he's like <laughs> he's, you know, that's Daniel Rodriguez, man. I got And I just imagine him walking down the hallway of Shaw High School being like, I think the only thing that's going on on his mind is like, I got swag, swag, swag. Boy, you know I look good, swag, swag. Hey, girl, swag, swag, right? That's my boy. I love you. You're awesome. I want to learn from you. And I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. But I was, I was saying this because being a part of the real life community, my swag game has stepped up. I'm just saying, a year ago, I would not wear joggers. I'm just saying. I would not wear joggers whatsoever. Cargo pants, come on now. I was better than that. But I came to real life Columbus and now your boy's got camo joggers. Your boy stepped up his boot game. Come on now. Your boy looks cute tonight on purpose. Because being a part of a community, you get excited about the things the community gets excited about. You get excited about the things your friends get excited about. And being a part of some, some group of individuals changes you one way or the other. Before real-life Columbus, I was not a Justin Bieber fan. But now your mama don't like you, but she likes everyone. You know, I, I'm, I'm with it. I love him. He's incredible. We did a whole sermon series on purpose. It changes you. Amen? The group of individuals you associate with will change your life forever. I want you to recognize that tonight. Tonight... This is still our second week in our identity series, and Real Life Columbus exists so that we can engage in Christian community. That's the E in real. Our purpose is to engage in Christian community, and we strive to be a place of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. I believe that we will become like the people we choose to surround ourselves with. For that reason, Real Life Columbus needs to be a community that is striving, and I want you to listen really closely to this. We need to be a community that is striving to sacrifice more than others think is reasonable, give more than others think is expected, learn more than others think is needed, love more than others think is possible, and encourage more than others think is necessary. That is the type of person I want to be, and that is the type of community I want to belong to. Amen. The only way we can do this is if we do it together. That's the only way, because that list is a long list of very difficult things, and it's, I dare say, impossible if you try to do that on your own. But together we can do it. There is power and influence that can transform our lives if we choose to engage in Christian community. You see, theology which is the understanding of God, and living a Christian lifestyle successfully and with purity and integrity was never intended to be done alone, young person. It was never intended. Your purity should be fought for by this community. We should fight for each other. We should encourage one another. We should challenge one another and strengthen one another. God never intends us to walk alone without the structure of community. He has a specific promise for us if we engage in Christian community and if we refuse to be isolated and try to do it on our own. And here's just a couple of promises we can find in his word. John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I have come. This is the promise that you may have life and have life to the fullest. Your promise by God Almighty, the son of the living God who died on Calvary's cross for your sin, is that he came and died so that you could have an abundant life not mediocre. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen promises us that as iron sharpens iron, so one, pr- one person sharpens another. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with the wise will grow wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Who you connect yourself matters. The context of tonight's scripture that we're about to read, it's in the Old Testament in Numbers. And the people of Israel God's chosen people had been in Egyptian captivity for over 400 years. Moses was used by God to help them escape. As his mouthpiece, he spoke to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh finally released them. God did miracle after miracle after miracle to change the heart of Pharaoh to let God's people go. And Moses was leading over 2 million people into a promise that God had made for them, the promised land, a place that God had set apart for them to possess and build as a nation. They are approaching, this is where we find ourselves in this passage of Scripture I'm about to read. They're approaching the promise of God, the promised land, and God instructs Moses to send representatives from the 12 different tribes of Israel into the land to see what's there and determine the best course of action. And so from this, before we even get to the main passage of Scripture, God wants us to realize this tonight. The promises of God are for the community and not just for individuals. The promises of God are for the community of God and not just for individuals. Twelve individuals were sent to represent two million people, and God called the tribes together in unity in order to lead them into the promise that he had for them. And the 12 that were sent came back to Moses with this report. And as I read this scripture tonight, I want you to ask yourself, what tribe are you in? Numbers thirteen twenty six. it said they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Haran. There they reported to them, to the whole assembly, And showed them the fruit of the land. The fruit, it took two men to carry just one bushel of grapes. It was so huge. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land which you sent us, and it flows with milk and honey. Here's its fruit. But the people, everybody say but. But the people who live there are powerful. Here comes the excuses. The cities are fortified. They're strengthened, they're guarded, they're very large. And we even saw descendants of Anak there, meaning giants. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Basically, they were saying, all of these people who are going to try to stop us from entering into the promise that God has for us, this is the long list of things that are going to stop us. We can't do this. And I love this part because it says, then Caleb, who was from the tribe of Judah, it says, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses. We should go up and we should take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. Caleb was a different voice in a congregation full of individuals who were listing off the reasons of why we can't follow the promise of God. He said, we can do this, certainly. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. They spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. And they said, the land we explored devours all those living in it. And all the people we saw were of great size. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. Which tribe are you in? Caleb was from the tribe of Judah, and he was the one person who stood up and said, you guys got to shut your mouths with all this negativity. God has called us to this promise. We can do this. And then everybody else just listed off why we can't walk in the promise of God. We have one camp of people who say the obstacles and the enemies of walking in the promises of God are too great for us to overcome. I believe this is the message of our culture today. We live in a culture that is constantly saying, it's impossible, there's no reason to even try. We have another camp of Caleb and Joshua saying, we should go up and take possession of what God has promised to us. And the scripture said, Caleb silenced the people before Moses. And he said this, he said, not I, but we should go up and take possession of this land, for we can certainly do it. Tonight, I believe it's our role at Real Life Columbus to stand up and silence the majority who doubt the power and ability of our God to accomplish the improbable. I believe it's our job as young people, as the leaders of a generation, to stand up and say, you believe that you can't live for Jesus, but guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand up and shut your mouth because God can do anything through me and with me. That's what we're called to do. God is calling you and I to be a community that possesses a different spirit and follows him wholeheartedly like Caleb possessed. God wants us to know and believe him at his word that I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Our culture and the majority of the people around us see all these obstacles and adversities that come against us, come against trying to live a life for Christ. And all they see are giants that can't be defeated. Caleb and his leaders stood up against the, the rationale of the others and, and reached out in this way. This was the, the story continued in chapter 14. And, and Caleb got with Moses and Aaron, and it says this up on the screen. It says, Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of that name. That's supposed to be funny. They were get- Thank you. Courtesy laugh. Appreciate that. They were gathered who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes, and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and we will, he will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land. Get this, because we together will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Young person, this culture is consistently bombarding you, saying you are a failure and you will never succeed in your walk with God. But I've come tonight to tell you their protection is gone and the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. God wants us to hear this powerful truth tonight. Now more than ever, especially in the culture that we live in, the voice of the majority is not always the voice of reason. The voice of the majority is many times not the voice of reason. The community you choose to embrace has the power to discourage you from walking in the promises of God, or it has the power to encourage you that with God nothing is impossible. Think about it this way. If you connect yourself with a trend-setting person or or your circle of friends are the trend-setters. They are cool people. They are the the social media superstars. They are retweeted like crazy. If you connect yourself with trend-setting people, you will be fashion-forward and a trend-setter yourself. Think about it. If you connect yourself with the people who are confident and secure in who God made them to be, then you, I promise you, you will be confident and secure in who God made you to be if you connect yourself to individuals that during a time of worship in a sanctuary that is supposed to be devoted to God and a time that is set apart and sanctified to worship the one true God, if you connect yourself to a group of friends that think it's a joke and cut up the whole time you're in the middle of a worship service, then let me tell you, you will be a person who cuts up and makes fun of people in the middle of a worship service who you surround yourself with is important. If you connect yourself with people who have little faith, you will have little faith. If you connect yourself with people who desire to grow in their relationship with God, then let me tell you, you will grow in your relationship with God. See, the key that I have for you tonight, the key that some of us have been desiring for so long, but just haven't gotten a hold of it yet, to your freedom. Is the people that you position yourself around on a daily basis. Because your freedom to believe for God to do the impossible or your decline where the majority begins to take over and cause you to doubt even the most high God are determined by the people who sit next to you. God has called us. engage in Christian community. And young person, I've come tonight to tell you that if you show me your friends, I will show you your future. Some of you need to make a decision, a choice. If you really want the freedom that you know God can provide for you, you better think twice about who you surround your life with. Because what camp are you in tonight? Are you in the 10 that doubt God? Or are you in the two That actually believe for the impossible. The scouts that were with Caleb saw the same promised land that Caleb saw. The people that live with you and go to school with you, they see the same junk that you see on a daily basis. And the the Christian that actually walks it out and actually lives their life for Jesus on a regular basis, they deal with the same temptation that you deal with on a daily basis. But the difference between their victory and your defeat is they choose who they surround themselves with. And they make sure that they are engaged in Christian community because they understand it's not just a weakness, it's a biblical principle that they can't do it in their own strength. Tonight I've come to tell you, you better believe your pastor stands for righteousness. Your pastor stands for doing what the book says. I believe that Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And I love Jesus, so I'm doing whatever I possibly can to obey everything he commands me to do. But the way, the key, the, the thing that unlocks your pastor to have the ability is not because I'm something special. You better believe I surround myself with a bunch of men who love God with all of their hearts, too. And they have the same motivation, the same intention, intensity, the same intentionality as I do. And they push me. They challenge me. They hold me accountable. And my success and my purity isn't just found within my own strength. It's found within my community. After all these men had seen God do in Egypt to set them free, after all the miracles they witnessed and experienced that defied reason, think about it for a second. These were the men that watched the Nile River turn into a river of blood. Fish were dying because it was blood floating to the top, disgusting smell. Animals were dying because it was their only source of water. It was blood. They witnessed frogs and locusts take over and destroy the food supply, an impossible thing that God did. They listened to the screams as the death angel came and took the firstborn children of the Egyptians. These same men that scouted the land were the same men who saw these miracles. They witnessed God turn Moses' staff into a snake when he threw it on the ground. And it ate the sorcerer's snake. A miracle, miracle after miracle. They even walked on dry ground as God parted the Red Sea and then it swallowed the Egyptian army that was chasing after them. These men who walked into the promised land to scout things out were the same men who saw these miraculous things. And they still held on to doubt and fear rather than hope and in the promise of God that He had given them. Why is that? How could this be? Here's the modern day interpretation, I believe, of what these 10 men who scouted the promised land were saying. They were saying this this is our terminology. The temptation is too great to walk in the promise of God. It's impossible to be obedient to God's word and walk in freedom from sin because this stuff looks way too good right now. The enemies are too strong to even try, they're giants I cannot beat. I wonder if someone in this room walked in thinking that very same phrase, there are giants in my life that I just simply cannot beat. And that they, those giants will prevent me from walking in God's promises for my life, so why even try? What giants are you talking about, Pastor Jonathan? But Let me just list a couple. You have access on your cell phone. pornography 24 7 your parents provide you now with birth control so you might as well none of your friends have kept their virginity so why should you There are parties all the time where you can get high and have access to instant gratification to escape reality. There are things going on in your family that you have got to somehow check out, and that is an easy way to do it. So why not? The cost to give up what is readily available to us on a daily basis is too much to bear, so I'd rather willingly fail than try and fail. I think that's the giants that we face on a daily basis. Young person, we've got to learn from this story and see that who you connect yourself with will determine your worldview and eventually determine whether or not you will fulfill your God-given purpose for your life. I'm going to invite Rachel and the rest of the band to come. Prepare your hearts. Who you live your life with matters, young person. I've come tonight to say that you belong here at Real Life Columbus. You belong here, and you are called to engage in Christian community that is available to you here at Real Life Columbus. Here's here's some exciting things. By next Wednesday night, we will have our full fall schedule of events, and I'm telling you right now, Tribes is going to be launching soon. Tribes is going to be a powerful weapon It's going to be a force for you. It's going to be completely revamped to give you the tools you need, the community of God that you need to surround yourself with so that you can have victory from these things. Tribes is completely restructured. It will be a perfect way to engage. Pretty soon there's going to be another unity night of prayer with other young youth ministries in Columbus, and that's going to happen September 11th, and we're going to host it at Real Life. It's going to be awesome fall retreat is coming, and it's going to be powerful. There are people in this room right now who radically had their lives changed because of fall retreat, and the same thing's going to happen in just a few short weeks. Nights of worship to encounter the presence of God in a powerful way are going on the calendar. Not just services on Sunday or Wednesday, but we're going to have special consecrated nights where we're going to come and the only agenda is to fall in love with Jesus and be in his presence. And it's going to be incredible. Clean fun at tailgate parties before football games and Friday night light socials after football games. It's happening soon. Football players in the room, can I hear you? Love you guys. A huge 20th birthday bash for real life is on Wednesday, August 31st. That will be also a humongous color war. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a short service, and we're going to have happy birthday real life, have some cakes, some free stuff, some giveaways, and a happy birthday real life T-shirt is going to be involved, and it's going to be white, and we're all going to get one, and we're going to go out on that field and have a ginormous color war. It is going to be incredible. We're going to engage in Christian community. We have incredible Christian community. And please hear this tonight. Please see this in the story that I read to you tonight. This is what I want you to get if you don't hear anything else. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. But this this point is so important. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish because these men had been set free. These men were set free from the bondage of Egypt, the tyranny of Egypt. For 400 years, they were in captivity, and they had been set free. They'd seen the miraculous. But it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Last week, we talked about how the reach of the love of God is available to all of us, no matter where we are in this life. As a ministry, it's our desire for you to be more than just forgiven. It's our desire for you to walk in freedom, and that won't happen on your own. I want you to stand to your feet, close your eyes, bow your hearts. God, I thank you so much for these young people. God, I thank you for their love for you. I thank you for the promise that you've placed on their life. Think about the men who spoke against Caleb in this story, the 10 tribes represented by the men who doubted God's ability to come through with his promise. They were set free in Egypt, but they stopped short from entering the promised land. It's not about how you start, it's how you finish. They chose the voice of the majority, and that prevented them from having God's best for their life. They were stopped because they engaged in and bought into the wrong community. Tonight, if you're not careful about who you surround yourself with in community, even though you have been set free in your past, you could find yourself going right back to what held you in bondage. So, with every head bowed and every eye closed in this room, with no one being a distraction, with no one talking, with all focus on Jesus, the lover of your soul, the power of influence that we have to change our friends and our future is unbelievable. We can engage in Christian community and together face the giants that are ahead of us with confidence and with courage and with the favor of God, knowing that God will give us what He promises, or we can buy into the lie that it's too much to take on and be prevented from possessing the incredible life that God has for us. I'm believing Numbers 14, 24 where God said, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly I will bring him into the land that he went to and his descendants will inherit it. I'm believing that tonight this room is a room full of young people who will have a different spirit and who will follow God wholeheartedly that will engage in the Christian community provided in Real Life Columbus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, there's two different people that need to respond tonight. Adults come forward quickly. There's two different types of people. Some of you some of you in this room have been defeated for far too long. You know God has a plan and a purpose for your life, but you gave up on it a long time ago, and you have run far from having a relationship with Him. God wants you to have a newfound freedom in Jesus tonight. He wants you to have a different spirit that follows Him wholeheartedly, so that you can have all that he has for your life. And I want that person that has been far from Jesus and you know the Holy Spirit's been tugging on your heart from the very beginning of this service and you know that you need Jesus to forgive you, I want to ask you a simple question. Are you gonna to choose to follow the majority who will eventually lead your life to hell? Are you gonna f- follow the, the Caleb, The minority who has a different spirit in them, who choose to follow God wholeheartedly, who will enter the promise that God has for you. It's your choice tonight. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, you want to make a choice tonight. You want to say, Pastor Jonathan, I'm done listening to the voice of the majority that is leading me to hell. I want to make a new commitment tonight to Jesus. I need His forgiveness. I believe that He died for my sins. I believe that He rose from the grave and defeated death, hell, in the grave. And I want to make Him the Lord and the Savior of my life from this moment on. I want you to raise your hand and hold it high right now. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm done listening to the voice of the majority that is leading me to hell. Thank you, God. Raise your hand and hold it high. Everyone in this room, shout it out with me. Dear Jesus, I ask you right now to put the spirit of Caleb within me. Help me, God, to believe you, to trust you, to have faith in you, that with you and with the community that you provided for me, I can overcome I can kill the giants in my life. I can live for you. I can stand for righteousness. I can be a person of integrity. So God, right now, I ask for you to forgive me. And God, right now, I ask for you to set me free. In the name of Jesus, I ask. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what we're going to do. It's very simple. Some of you in this room, you believe in Jesus. You're going to heaven. But you know that this semester is already off to a rocky start. You know deep within your heart that if you continue to walk with the community that you've surrounded yourself with, you will become like the community that you surround yourself with. And you know that that group of friends will drag your soul to hell no matter how hard you try. Some of you right now in this moment, you need to make a bold declaration like Caleb did. Caleb said, shut up, let me talk. And you need to make a declaration right here and right now. You're rolling with some people that are going to hell. You can love them, but he who walks with the wise will grow wise, and the companion of fools will suffer harm. So, some of y'all need to start running to this altar right now and running away from the fools that are trying to drag you down. So, you know within your heart that you need to get rid of. Of some of the influences that are in your life you need to get to this altar and you need to pray you need to get a new community a new accountability a new strength right now I'm gonna pray and we're gonna respond and we're gonna be set free and this is going to be a key engaging in Christian community will be the key to your victory I promise you that so, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that strongholds are about to be broken by your Spirit's power. I thank you that the convictions of our hearts are going to be made pure because we're going to surround ourselves with people of God's Word. We're going to surround ourselves in environments of praise, environments of worship. We're going to be dedicated and devoted to you. We're going to be different from the culture that's trying to drag us to hell. And we are going to to see the promises of God. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we're going to worship. You respond. Amen. Amen. Come on.